Praise God. Worship is centered on Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The word is centered on Christ. Christ is all in all. And this morning we want to give glory to him for our meditation. We'll turn to Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Matthew 15. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Thank you, Jesus. One of you can read it. Thank you. Father, we are grateful to you this morning for your word. We pray that you will speak to each and every one of us. Deposit your counsel into our spirits. We pray, O oh God, that your name will be exalted in this house. Release grace anointing in this place. That the proclamation of God's word will be effective and edifying to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance, every critical spirit that rise against the proclamation of God's word. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Press On. Tell your neighbor, press on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have you ever crossed the borders in your life? Well, have you ever crossed the line in any phase of of your life. Jesus in his ministry, throughout his ministry, was confined within the borders of Israel. But we see at this particular point, he crosses and enters into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And the gospel writer of Marx puts it, his desire was to be alone in a house, hidden from all the prying eyes and all the attention and the demand that was around him. But need sought him out. Praise God. Need always finds a way out. There is an old saying that says, where there is a will, there is a way. Well, that's true. At times, our need can paralyzes. Our need can put so much pressure on us that it would make us stationary. At the same time, need also can become a driving force 
in our lives, motivating us, pushing us to the point where we find results and answer to the problems that we face in our lives. Here we see a woman, a mother, who was in a dire need. And the need forced her to take unconventional methods, going radical, pressing on to get the attention from the only one that can bring healing, deliverance, and come to her aid. She would not take no for an answer. She would not take any hindrance and just lay low, but rather the need put wheels or gave her the energy to press on. Let me ask you, we all have needs in our lives, but a time based on the urgency of the need or how critical that need is, it can motivate us to take steps that are unconventional. It can motivate us to cross the line, to break the etiquettes, to break some manners, because the need is so pressing in our life that we are willing to take any step to make sure that our needs are met. What are you doing with your needs this morning? Praise God. Do you have a sense of urgency based on the, on the crisis that you are facing in your life? Sometimes the crisis that we face in our lives has been going on for such a long time that we have learned to live with it. Praise God. That we have learned to adjust ourselves in such a way that we have learned to live with it. But this woman was not willing to adjust herself or to learn to live with the crisis that she was facing in her life. Praise God. We don't know how long she has been facing this crisis, but somehow she figured out that Jesus is in the town. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus was confined to that place to Israel has crossed the border and entered her town. And she seeks Jesus out. Praise God. May your need and my need be such that we are willing to seek Jesus out regardless of any and every hindrance that we may face in our quest to face to find Jesus. Praise God. In her lifetime, it was a physical presence of Jesus that she sought out. You and me are blessed in such a way that we have access to the throne of grace. That we can come regardless of time or place and enter into his presence and call upon his name. Asking him to come and have a divine intervention in our lives and bring about a change, bring about a transformation, bring about a deliverance in our lives. Praise God. She was not willing to take 
no for an answer. And what she does is she seeks Jesus out and she addresses him in certain ways. She's crying out to Jesus saying, son of David, praise God. Have, what is she saying? Son of David, hmm, oh Lord, have mercy on me, oh Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Somehow, this Canaanite woman, she had found the way to address him. Praise God. See, when we are in a tight spot, when our backs are to the wall, when it seems that there is no way out, we have a tendency to find out what works for us to employ such methods even in our dialogues with God. Praise God. When we pray, when we have heard people saying, the Lord came through for me. And if you are a person in need, you will pay close attention to what has been said and you try to derive the methods, the phraseology, the methodology that is used to approach Jesus. This woman was a Canaanite woman and she somehow found out that this has been a methodology or the phrase that people have been using in perhaps Jerusalem or wherever Jesus ministered. Ah, she has heard people crying out, the blind mind crying out or those indeed crying out saying, son of David have mercy on me. Praise God. But we see that Jesus was silent. No response from him. Praise God. Have you ever been to a place in your life when after crying out to Jesus, you feel that heaven has been silent? We all have gone through situations in our lives when we cried out to the Lord in our need, in our pain, in our, in our problems, and we feel that heaven is silent. There is no answer. Can you identify with that? What is our next step when we feel that heaven is not responding to our need? Do we throw in the towel? Do we call it quits? Do we get so tired? Do we, do we come to a point where we become bitter? Yes. Those are some of the response that can come in our lives when we feel that heaven is silent in our crisis. Praise God. But this woman, she was not going to say, stay still. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Folks, this morning, is there anybody in the house who has cried out to the Lord again and again and again, and you feel that heaven is not responding to you? And you have become so bitter in your soul. You say you don't want to do anything with him anymore. You want to give up. You want to walk away from him. I want to tell you this morning, don't give up 
hope. Press on. Press on. Praise God. She used the method that others were using. In other words, she operated from a platform where she has heard that people, when they operated from this particular platform, got results. We want a result-oriented relationship with Jesus. And when there are no results coming, or when there is a delay in results, in prayers to be answered, how do we operate? No response from Jesus. The silence of heaven can be misinterpreted as an inactivity on our behalf. Don't you ever think that just because heaven is silent, heaven is inactive or God is inactive. Praise God. But she pressed all. Praise God. Look at this woman. She had so many strikes against her. What was the strike against her? Number one, she was a Gentile. In other words, no relationship with Israel and do not have a legal right to approach Jesus. Her gender was another strike against her. She lived in a time and in a culture where women were not considered very valuable in a Jewish setting. They considered a Gentile to be an outcast, considered them as dogs, and woman was considered as a second-class citizen. With all these strikes against her, that did not stop her. Let me ask you, church, what is stopping you from pressing on? It could be a relational need. It could be an emotional need. It could be a physical need. It could be a financial need. It could be a spiritual need. Is the need putting wheels on your feet? She did not stop. She kept on pursuing God. Where are you in your pursuit for God to come through for you? She would not allow anybody to stop her from addressing him. She would not allow the platform or their illegal right, that, the legal right that she did not have to approach him and to address him. Praise God. May your need and my need drive us into the presence of God. She kept on pursuing to the extent that she became perhaps a nuisance to the disciples that surrounded Jesus. Praise God. They said, Jesus, you know, do something here. Let her go. Hmm? Praise God. What did they say? Send her away for she cries out after us. What do you think? Do you think she was crying after them? Who was she crying after? Huh? Who was she crying after, church? She was calling on 
Jesus. But her calling on Jesus became, became so immense that she did not stop it, that the disciples now were disturbed with it. How often our calling out on Jesus becomes an issue for those who surround Jesus. But her need was so great that she continued to press on. And look at the response that Jesus gives to the disciples. Jesus says what? I was not sent, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Praise God. Hmm. So Jesus is saying, listen, I was sent to take care of the children of God. This was before the cross. So Jesus is saying, I am sent to operate within the perimeters of these boundaries that has been set. So he's saying, legally she has no right to call upon me as son of David. I am within the, I have to operate within the vicinity of where I have been placed. But that does not stop the woman. When her methods and methodology failed, the Bible says in the next words that then she came and worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. When methods fail, are you still willing? Are you still in a place where you press forward and fall at the feet of Jesus in worship? Praise God. How is our worship when heaven is silent? How is our worship when you feel and I feel that God is not coming through. How is our worship when God does not answer us according to our time schedules? How is our worship when God doesn't meet us with on our agenda? How is our worship when everything around us is falling apart? Even when Jesus was silent, even when Jesus made it clear where and how we're supposed to operate, she came and she fell at the feet of Jesus in worship. Praise God. Does environment dictate our worship? Does our financial situation dictate our worship? Does the blessings that we experience dictate our worship? Can you say with the psalmist, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall be continually be in my mouth? Praise God. Like Job, how can we be able to come and say and fall at the feet of God and fall down prostrate and worship him when everything was taken away from him? Praise God. We worship him because he's worthy to be worshipped. 
But she realized that when every door seems to be closed, worship is a door that can give access to her into the presence of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. She came, the Bible says, she fell down at the feet of Jesus and said, Lord, save. Lord, help me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at the answer that Jesus gives. Jesus says what? It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. Snubbed three times. First, no response from Jesus. Second, Jesus in his answer to the disciples, made it clear that he was operating in certain realms. Third, a direct answer to her. When she comes and falls at the feet of Jesus in worship. Let me tell you, church, when nothing works, praise God, when nothing works, when every methodology that is known has been used, has been attempted, come and fall at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Engage with Jesus. Let me ask you this morning, as you come into this house and has gone through a motion of praise and worship, let me ask you a honest question. Did you engage with the Lord? Did you strike a conversation with him? During the praise and worship, did you send a word out to Jesus? Did you talk to him? Did you pour your heart out to him? Did you have a conversation with him? Did you tell him, I love you, Lord? Even as we employed the faculties of our speech, was our heart engaging with Jesus? Yes, it is possible for us to go through the motion of worshiping, worshiping without connecting with Jesus. This morning, connect with Jesus, engage in a conversation with Jesus. Engage in a dialogue with Jesus. Praise God. Use the platform of worship to connect with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. When one platform fell, she did not call it quits. Praise God. She fell down at the feet of Jesus and worship him. Amen. The third snubbing as it can be misunderstood. Jesus says, huh? it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. We would have called it an insult, right? It does sound like an insult, right? Praise God. But she would not take no for that. Praise God. Her need was so great that she was willing to pay any price. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can our need drive?
drive us into the presence of God? Can our need drive us to kneel down before God? Can our need help us to fall prostrate before God? Can our need become a vehicle so that we can engage with God? Can our need become a vehicle to connect with Him? Praise God. Far too often, we call it quits. We call it abort the mission before even engaging with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Worship works when everything fails. Praise God. We see that David worshiped before the Ark of the Covenant. And his worship was so spontaneous, so exuberant, so lively and authentic. The man decided to strip himself off his royal robes and worship God who is an awesome God who is worthy to be worshipped. Praise God. When we come to worship, do we forget about us as to who we are? How far are we willing to go into worship in going and pouring our hearts before Him? Or do you think that culture and ritual, and every settings around us, the human settings around us would weigh us down, would pull us down, would pull us back in from entering into a real, authentic worship with God, in, in presence of God. David forgot about himself and danced in the presence of God. Praise God. The other day I was talking to somebody, one of the sisters, and she tells me, Pastor, I wish that we would be a little bit more, more free in our worship. I said, what do you mean? Oh, Pastor, you know, uh, I feel that we are so tied down. So I asked her, who's tying you down? Who's tying you down? <coughs> oh, but we are not used to. I said, okay. I said, I am not tying you down. You want to worship the Lord? Worship the Lord. Is there anybody in the house that feels that you cannot express yourself? You cannot be exuberant. You cannot give everything that you want to give to the Lord. In worship, you felt that you are chained down. I'm telling you, nobody's chaining you down here. You want a release? You need to get a release in here first. Go ahead, pop up and down, jump up and down and dance before the Lord. I ain't going to stop you. Or you be that person. Do you be that person who breaks 
that kind of a feeling that's in the house that you feel that you're held down. No. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit is, there is liberty. But also remember that we are controlled by the spirit of God who gives us a sound mind. That's not a disclaimer. So nothing should hold you down. I told this person, feel free to worship God. Do you want to jump up and down? Jump up and down. Praise God. Oh, but nobody else is jumping up and down. Well, you might be the person who's going to put into motion. And you can see everybody jumping up and down. David was not worried about what everybody said. He was not worried about what everyone was thinking. Let me ask you. What everybody thinks and what everybody would say is that dictating your worship experience. Is that dictating your worship experience? When you are worshiping, you want to holler, holler. You want to jump, jump. You want to lift your hands, lift your hands. You want to wave your hands, wave your hands. And somebody tells you, hey, what are you doing? You tell them, I'm not doing this for you. Sorry, you misunderstood. I'm not waving at you. I ain't. I'm not saying ta-da, bye-bye. No. I'm waving at him. Praise God. I'm telling him, Lord, you're worthy. Praise God. I'm jumping up and down because he pulled me out of the slimy pit. He made me to stand firm on a solid ground. It calls for a celebration. Hallelujah. Praise God. He has heard my cry and he has come through for me. It calls for a celebration. So I will celebrate. Not because you are celebrating. I am celebrating because it's a personal relationship. My deliverance is personal. My salvation is personal. Jesus redeemed me. Jesus saved me. Jesus gave me a second chance. Jesus gave me a new lease to life. Jesus heard my cry. He came through for me. And I realized glory belongs to him. And I'm not going to stop any one from stopping, trying to stop me from worshiping God. So what? The Bible says when David did that, his wife mocked at him. Praise God. That chapter ends by saying that the woman who mocked David because he worshiped God, praise God, was barren all the days of our life. What am I saying? When we become mockers of worship, we experience a dryness in our soul. We become barren in our spirit. We experience a season of wilderness in our spirit. 
If you're going through a season in your life, it is a good time to check yourself out and see what is your attitude towards worship. During worship, is your altitude changing or are you still on the same old plane? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. Lord, help me to express myself in a way that would be true and authentic. How often we express ourselves in a way that we have heard someone else doing. We employ the same phrase. We employ what we have seen. Let me tell you, our relationship with Jesus ought to be so authentic that it has to be a spontaneous flow from within. Praise God. Amen. We should be, we should be in a place where we're willing to say out, Lord Jesus, I love you. When was the last time you told him, I am madly in love with you, Jesus? Praise God. It's a love relationship with him. Praise God. And it should take you to a place of having a heart-to-heart talk with him. Heaven responds to worship. To such an extent that heaven will come through for a worshiper. Heaven will go to war on behalf of a worshiper. Heaven will go on a defense on behalf of a worshiper. Heaven will not stand anybody talking ill about a worshiper. Praise God. Become a worshiper. Praise God. This woman, she went and she fell down at the feet of Jesus and she worshiped him, creating a conversation between Jesus and her. The silence was broken in worship. Let me tell you, if you're going through a season of silence from heaven, I want you to tell you, employ worship. You can hear heaven speaking to you. Praise God. Oh, Isaiah saw the vision. He saw heaven open and he saw a throne that was high and lifted up and the train filled this temple. God was sitting on the throne and he heard a voice. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And then he heard the voice that started engaging with him. Praise God. Worship him. You will hear heaven speak to you. Praise God. Jesus talked to her. But she did not say what? Was not content. She says what? When Jesus says, and it looks like a snubbing. No. What did she say? Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. In worship, our mind, our ears have to be fine-tuned to Jesus. Our mind should be actively engaged with him. 
when you hear him, you should be in a place where you're willing to respond to him. And she responded to Jesus. Ha, what a beautiful answer. When our attitudes are right, we are able to connect with him and engage with him. She did not argue with Jesus. She's saying, yes, Lord, you're right. You know, the bread belongs to the children. You're right. You don't throw away the, the bread to the dogs. Jesus employs the word pet dogs, but she says, but Lord, the crumbs that fall from the bread, the dogs, the dogs they consume them. And all I'm asking is for what? A crumb. Praise God. She was a Gentile woman, but she believed in the person of Jesus and the power in the word of Jesus. She believed that a small word from Jesus is sufficient to meet her need. Do you believe in the power of God's word? Do you believe in the power of God's word? Can you believe that God can send his word and heal you? Can you believe that God can send his word and heal your dear one? Can you believe that God can send his word and bring forth a change and a transformation in the lives of people whom you love? A word from God. The psalmist says, the Lord sent his word and healed her. Praise God. The word of God is the power to run swiftly and touch lives and change lives. Praise God. Can you engage with Jesus this morning? Can you activate the promises of God? Can you overlook the preaching of God's word as a ritual, as an exercise that is part of a schedule? Can you look at God's word as word of God that is able to bring forth change in your life? Will you position yourself in a place where you're ready to receive any word that comes from his mouth? Do you have the diligence and the wisdom to apply the word of God and appropriate it towards your cause? That's what she did. She said, Lord, crumbs are good enough. You're talking about crumbs? You're talking about dogs? That's fine. The crumbs. Jesus didn't talk about the crumbs. He talked about the bread. And she says, that's fine. Don't give me the bread. Give me that small word. Give me that crumb. That's good enough for me. Praise God. The Bible says Jesus looked at her and says, Whoa! Whoa! Hey, praise God. Who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? Let me tell you. Impress Jesus. Impress 
Jesus. May Jesus be impressed by your faith. May the way that you catch on to his word and hold him down to his word impress him and let him look down and say, your desires are met. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. Look what Jesus says. It's so beautiful. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Praise God. What's your desire this morning? What's your desire this morning? How pressing it is. Praise God. Does the desire press you, push you to take unconventional methods in approaching Jesus? Does the desire in you push you to the place of willing to break every kind of etiquettes that are put by men into engaging with Jesus? Two thousand seventeen. I was ministering in a church. Ninety-nine percent of people in that church are people who come from backgrounds that is non-Christian. And as the worship was going on, I realized that they had not carried a baggage with them. They were free. To worship in a way that was pleasing to God. Oh my God. I've never seen anything like that. Praise God. People dancing before the Lord. If a word will touch them, they will just stand up and they will whistle. And any way they were willing to express their joy and their gratitude. Sometimes we sit in the church for so long. We just become like everyone else. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong in having a positive influence in our lives. But let me tell you, don't you become like everyone else. Praise God. In the realm of worship, let no one hold you back. Praise God. Be exuberant and joyful in the presence of God in giving Him the glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. What was Jesus trying to do there? All along, Jesus was trying to get her to come through, come through, come through. He was not trying to destroy her faith, but develop her faith. The silence of heaven, the so-called inactivity of heaven, let me tell you, it's a process develop your faith. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on him. Press on. Press on. God is trying to develop your spiritual muscles, your faith muscles so that you become an exhibition in the world around you that God still works and faith can honor God and God will honor faith. 
How active is our faith? Hallelujah. When was the last time you took a step of faith in your life? Praise God. Hallelujah. All along Jesus knew what was going to be the outcome. But he waited, waited, waited for this woman to come through and touch him and engage him in such a way that the best out of her comes out. Delays are not denials. Heaven is waiting for the best to come out of you. The authentic, genuine faith and love to come out of you. The delays are meant to bring the best out of you so that you can become a jewel and exhibition of grace to the world around you. Praise God. Worship Jesus in a way that will touch him and experience a radical change in your life. Praise God. Let your need drive you to Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let your faith be activated and let Jesus command about your faith. All eyes closed. We're going to pray. I don't know where you are this morning. Regardless of where you are, my friend, is need weighing you down? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Press on. Fall down at His feet. Engage with Him. Connect with Him. Fine-tune your ears with Him. Speak to Him as He speaks to you. Don't throw in the towel. Don't call it quits. There is nothing impossible with God. Can you believe that? There is nothing impossible for Him. There is nothing impossible for Him. Are you willing to press on? Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Who would enter into a commitment with him this morning? Lord, need would not drive me away from you. But need will drive me into the presence of God. I will not take no for an answer. I will not let delays determine my destiny. Praise God. Yes, I will not allow delays to determine my destiny. Praise God. But I will engage with you. And I believe that your word is sufficient to bring about the deliverance that I'm seeking. You are that person. Slip your hand up. I want to pray with you and for you. To my right, if there is anyone who would say, I am that person, praise God. Slip your hand up. Down to my left. Is there anybody in the house? Thank you. Put your hands down. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Regardless of what the need is, how big the need is, how old that need is, 
we have presented Jesus here. Praise you. Who came through for us. We believe that you will come through for us this morning. Lord, every hand that has gone up, I pray that they will enter into the realms of intimacy with Jesus in worship. Connect with him. Engage with him. Hear him. Respond to him. And receive the deliverance and the promise. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name.